What is going on, everybody? Welcome to another exciting episode of the Unlockables podcast, the story of video games, the people who play them, and the memories made along the way. As always, I am your host, Eric. I'd like to thank you for tuning in wherever, whenever, in time and space you might be located. It means so much to me that you're willing to spend a little bit of your hard-earned time each and every week stopping in, seeing what we're up to now, this week. Very excited because we're back with some more guests, continuing, as I say every episode, the very rich tradition of having incredible dynamic duos as guest hosts on the podcasts. Today, I have my very good friends, very good friends of the show, Larry and Michael from Bits of Time. Guys, how are you doing today? Oh, I should probably unmute myself. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, you're the one that's been on a guest podcast before. Well, we're perfect. <laughs> How are you guys doing? <laughs> We're doing fantastic. I'm Larry. I don't know if you can even hear me, but uh, Mike is the one that doesn't know how to unmute a mic over there. Yes, yeah, so I'm Michael. Thank you. No problem. I'm yeah, doing I was say, fantastic. I was going to say, Michael, you weren't you recently on the Tales from the Backlog, if I remember correctly? Yep. And that went smoothly, so I don't know what I'm doing wrong. <laughs> you only get one. Um, yeah. And I was talking to Dave about it, and he was like, yeah, like they're really cool. He's like, you should definitely get Michael on. And I'm like, well, Dave, I got to one-up you. I'm getting both of them on. So... <laughs> I kind of beat well, you there. I will but, say um, this. I don't know if this is to be a positive or a negative for you, but this is officially the first time I've ever been on a guest podcast. Before, oh, my God. So. I'm gonna <laughs> so put congratulations. That oh, that's awesome. I'm going to put that in the episode description and be like, first podcast ever to have Larry on. Like, there you go. There you go. Awesome. Well, uh, thank you, Larry. I very, very appreciate, uh, appreciate it very much. But before we dive into all the good stuff, talk about you guys' show how, and all that fun stuff, uh, I'd like to break the ice a little bit and just kind of ask, uh, what have you guys been playing lately? Yeah, uh, well, I guess for me, luckily, with the way that we structure our show, our season two just launched like two, three weeks ago. And so we don't actually have any season three stuff that's due until next April. So oh, that's I actually have, yeah, I know it's fantastic. So I have a little bit of a downtime and I'm only playing games that I just want to play to play. There's no podcast requirement. So oh. I actually uh, I believe over the summer I bought a game called They Are Billions. And yes. a, oh, you know what it is. I have heard of it. Yes. Okay. All right. So yeah, it's a top-down tactical strategy game, and the whole concept is like think of like Age of Empires, but like settlement building, mm-hmm. but protecting it against a whole bunch of just waves and waves of zombies. So, just started with that one. It's pretty entertaining. Uh, I also just kind of for fun. Me, I have a buddy. We kind of rotate around, play different games, and one of them is Warzone. We've for mm-hmm. years we've jumped on and played like Diablo together. We've played StarCraft two together. So Warzone's the one that we're doing right now. And we both just are absolutely terrible at it, but we have a blast <laughs> playing it. <laughs> so yeah, he, he and he won't mind me saying that. Like we're terrible, but it's such a blast to play. And it, it's kind of like a, a decompression from just reality. And we just yeah. kind of talk about stuff. So that's kind of all I'm doing right now. Yeah. I um I've stayed away from We Are Billions just because when it comes to those, especially like top-down RTS style games, I've been in a a destructive loop this year of Civilization V and Roller Coaster Tycoon. So it's just been spiraling downwards. So I've wanted to play that one, but I'm just like, if I start playing it, it's just going to destroy my life. And uh, unfortunately, I am trying to play things for the podcast, but um, I'm in you with the same boat, man. I'm terrible at Warzone. I'll jump on every once in a while when my buddies are on, but it's just... I think I just got too old and missed the ship on the battle royales because, yeah, you know, back in the day with the Modern Warfare 2s and the Halos and all that stuff playing with your friends. And then it's like, oh, everyone's just now fighting to kill each other. And I'm just the motor skills aren't what once what they they used to be. That's for well, sure. 
Well, it's definitely weird though, just with us, because he refuses to buy a console and I officially <laughs> retired my PC. So we went opposite directions. So we have like a limited amount of games that we both can play that are like cross-platform. And yes. so this is just an easy one. He didn't have to spend any money and yeah, it, it works out really well. So I'm I'm in the same boat with some friends right now. They have I have PC, they have consoles, and with Overwatch 2 just launching, we've been doing the whole Overwatch thing. So. Oh, I, I suppose I could actually bring that up then. I, I did just start Overwatch 2. Oh good. <laughs> I forgot about that. Literally oh, today. <laughs> and I, I didn't really play the first one that much. I yeah. did a little bit. I honestly don't even understand what's different about it. <laughs> but it's fun. I, I didn't spend, you know, hundreds of hours playing it like a lot of people did. So it's new to me. We sunk a lot of time into it when it first came out and just kind of kind of tailed off after a couple of years. And coming back to it now, just all the muscle memory from like the first game. Like it used to be 6v6, but now it's 5v5. So mm. taking one person away and kind of revamping the way everyone works, it's like I've had to like relearn all my muscle memory, which is just deteriorating with the passage of time. That so, was one of the controversies. Um, okay. Yeah, 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 absolutely. And then just kind of the way they've been doing, you know, they got rid of the loot box stuff and installed the... A stereotypical battle pass to make all of the money now so um that's been kind of interesting to see but fun to kind of jump back into that world uh play a little bit my my wife and i actually bonded when we first started dating over playing that game so uh, oh, kind of cool. cool to to jump back into it and, and get to play that with her interesting choice to bond with but i like it <laughs> she I, I gotta i love her so much she carries me most of the games like hands down <laughs> um, she plays tank and i'm just support i'll heal her she's like keep me alive i'm like Will do, and she just goes off. So I, I love it. I don't have to do Good any of the heavy lifting. Right <laughs> yeah, yeah. Happy wife, happy life. Yeah, <laughs> Literally in all yeah. things. And I'm the idiot who just runs around to DPS or knowing I have no idea what I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that can get you far too. Um, with True. the influx of new players, that's the perfect time to be able to do that because everyone's kind of back on equal footing now. So um, that's awesome. Michael, have you been playing anything good? So unlike Larry, I am still playing Xenoblade Chronicles 3 for the podcast, our little yes. quest along going on. Depending on when this releases, I have hopefully have beat it by now. And <laughs> I, I'm, I'm still loving it. I'm getting really close to the end of that. And then a little bit of Splatoon 3 here and there. Mm -hmm. I jump in for like a match or two. That's about it. It's really fun. I like the... I've had some connection issues, but hopefully those have been fixed by the time you're listening to this. And uh, I've been... Very, very slowly working my way through Elden Ring. And that is a very long process. Those are some absolutely big games that you're playing. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I know people have put hundreds of hours into Elden Ring. I had to put down Xenoblade 3. I've been, I was playing it, but just now, like with my other commitments, I'm playing some pretty long games for the show coming up here. And I got mm -hmm. like 20 hours into it. And then everyone's just like, yeah, it's really long. We've been playing it for months and we haven't finished it. And I'm hoping to come back to it like during the holidays when some of my schedule definitely frees up. Um, I've listened to your episodes on it. They've been really good. Uh, what's your general opinion so far? Very high. Um, my nitpicks are starting to go away. I just hope yeah. it's, it's the landing. That's all I want. And I'm liking where it's going. So hopefully... Well, we'll see. <laughs> yeah. I'm kind of like cracking the whip. Like, come on, let's get this episode. <laughs> got to finish it. Let's go. Uh, yeah. The the most shocking thing for me was uh, watching Nintendo Directs and stuff. They're like, yeah, we've already put out wave two of the DLC. And I'm like, nobody's finished this game. How can you have two waves of DLC already? It's <laughs> so, the most Nintendo thing ever. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. They so, just want to keep them going. I hope to be able to finish that over the holidays because, yeah, I, I played. I missed the first one, played the second one. Uh, second one was good. Got some gripes with it, but still pretty good. And then I was loving the story and the setting of, of the third one so far. So uh, hoping to be able to dive back into that. And yeah, you two uh, can 
bond there. I haven't played <laughs> a single one ever. I used to I used to eat up those those long RPGs, but now it's just no 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 time for that anymore which is no bits of time you could say i think michael's legitimately my bits of time when it comes to the jrpgs because i don't really ever tackle them so i'm just like hey what'd you think of that one? <laughs> <laughs> yeah it was pretty good so uh i actually like that though so i think i'm going to use that as the segue if you guys are cool to uh jump in and start talking about the show If I read the outline correctly, I believe at some point you also asked if we had previous podcast experience. So I think we can kind of kill two birds with one stone here. Uh, apologies to PETA. But uh, <laughs> they don't sponsor the show. So it's yeah, right. There we go. So rolling my eyes. Yes. <laughs> so that's the, yeah, that's the way I normally structure the show. I normally ask like where you guys like came up with the idea. I normally ask the host like, how did you guys meet? What's the epic origin of the story? But it's like you guys are like literally lived together. So <laughs> No, 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 no. We don't. We don't live together. Yeah. Oh, well, I mean, you we were did like, at some point. we did at some point. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. did at some point, right? So. Yeah, we're brothers. <laughs> yeah. Um, so it basically, there's kind of three alternating stories. It's we've had a pod, a main podcast before bits of time. Okay. And then, which was called Games Gone, which I think actually a decent amount of the people in the indie space might remember us from that because we did that for two years. Okay. Uh, and then before that, we actually had a YouTube channel of sorts that was just a absolute fucking mess <laughs> and that was called three brothers and the reason for that was because you know it's me and mike here but we actually do have a third younger brother that we uh deal with <laughs> and we had him on the show we couldn't ever get anything settled but you can kind of <laughs> mike explain why we started it and what happened so yeah trying to get three people's schedules down i mean larry and i we have to overlap very little for the most part and so trying to get three people in the same room at the same time right it became a little much and we didn't know what the heck we were doing with all that so it kind of came about as uh, a bonding experience we'll call it uh so our dad at the time had just got diagnosed with pancreatic cancer and so we came together as like so we, we got back into magic the gathering and we we're like man we just need to do something together just you know because the time's going away or whatever right. i think it was also maybe a distraction from watching somebody love slowly whittled away from it and yeah it, it was rough but it was nice that we tried to do something you know you start thinking about legacy and what you want to leave behind and then you know just trying to build up more positive memories and so then after he passed the following year it kind of went away after well, that. Well, I, in my head, I have remembered. So I was on a business trip in lovely Iowa and you, we were having a <laughs> text a great thread. <laughs> we were having a, we were having a text thread between the three of us and we were kind of trying to figure out what we wanted to evolve three brothers into. And we had some ideas, but it just wasn't clicking. We couldn't get anything to work. So it just fell apart. It went away. 
Right. And Mike, you can maybe remind me, I don't remember how long after, but you started kind of saying, Hey, I kind of want to keep doing this. And we had to have a hard conversation with our youngest brother and basically said, Hey, you know, if you want to come on as a guest, and <laughs> but we're going to do this and we need consistency. <laughs> yeah. So absolutely, we did our own thing with games gone and that was a lot of fun. It was basically taking a game we loved, focusing on the memories of it and then going through game by game, kind of like we do now, but quite a bit different. And we just started kind of running out of games that me and Larry both agree on. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> right. And then, uh, and then that one ended because of our life circumstances. I was supposed to be in Japan in 2020, and then obviously COVID happened. No, no, legitimately, our last episode was like the end of January 2020, and like a month and a half later, like planet Earth changed forever. Oh, God, yeah. And COVID hit, so obviously it screwed up his plans. It screwed up everybody's plans, obviously. And from there, I believe, I don't think it was in 2020, but in 2021, Mike, it felt like once every couple of weeks to a month would start pestering me. He'd call me up and he's like, I really want to do another podcast. <laughs> and I was just not for it. I was like, no, I'm sorry. You should just do your own. You should do your own. Yeah. He, you kind of lost your drive to play video games in 2020 where a lot of people picked it up. He kind of lost it, yeah. which is really interesting. That is so, interesting. Yeah, he's, I had this like solo show idea, but I was like, I really want him with me. So I kept pestering him about it. And then one day we were playing tennis together. I think this was probably summer of 21. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds right. And my girlfriend, Marissa, uh, she was like, because he would not go with me. I was getting kind of frustrated. I was like, I'm going to do this without you, but I want you with me. And she was like, what if Larry just has to play a certain amount of time per game and everything just fell into place after that? I was like, oh, oh man, yes, here we go. So thank you, Marissa. <laughs> the significant others come in so clutch for the ideas. You're just like, like, what did you say? Like, that's it right there. Oh, that's yeah. great. He kept going back and forth. He's like, oh, I really like the idea. It's really good, but I don't know. And I'm like, just do it. Yeah, and it, it just kind of ended up becoming this thing where it's like, that was like the slow light bulb moment on my end. I finally was like, you know what? Okay, wait, I think we could make this work. And there's actually a lot of interesting conversations that can be had from the point of view of someone who I kind of petered out into a game like two hours in. That seems to right. be my like go-to time almost. And so then we can kind of talk back and forth. I can be like, Mike, does it get better? Or he can ask me like, why the hell couldn't you push past that? And so we kind of get two different vibes from both of us. And I was like, you know what? I think this can work. And so then, yeah, it, it became a thing. And now this is where we're at. And we did the season format be- for it to fit our lives. I travel a lot for work. He's busy. He's a writer. Uh, I have a daughter. It, it's just there's a lot going on in our lives. So that ability to record, because again, when we record our seasons, by the time you guys hear the first game of a season, all three months are done. So we're good. Oh, wow. Yeah, so technically... So every, everything for season two right now is completely recorded? Yep, all it's all recorded, yeah. Wow. So we're reco- yeah, we're recorded all the way through December. So it, it, we do have a little bit of, I understand the term's not nice, we have a little bit of crunch usually about the last week or two prior <laughs> to make sure everything's <laughs> No, it's so true. It gets a little extreme for a little bit, but yeah. So right now, we're, we can focus on just you know video games we can play them and then focus on season three stuff that's kind of what we're focused on now but we don't actually have a season requirement until april of 2023 it's just freaking awesome i man i'm so as a person who like 
absolutely does not have their podcasting life together. Like literally, we're recording this episode Wednesday of this week. It's gonna be out next week. I have oh, nothing. <laughs> yeah, I have nothing in the tube. I have nothing backed up. Like I'm working for something like that's a future project, but like in terms of like week to week content, I'm usually recording it like the week before. So uh, I'm just not I haven't been able to get ahead like you guys. So hearing that just makes me incredibly jealous. I'm like, what if I was just done with all my stuff till April? <laughs> but it, but well, okay. But in fairness, like our off season stuff, January, February, March, that's not done yet. So we still have to do that. That, but a lot of that's oh, okay. individual so we don't have all that done like we can't like our game of the year is gonna be in january right like we can't record that now because <laughs> right. we haven't finished all the games yet but yeah that was actually one of the main complaints with games gone was i started getting stressed about like because we, yeah, we did it we released one game that was five <laughs> episodes a month and that's a lot <laughs> yeah we trimmed it down to we three, trimmed yeah. down to three but even then because i'm I, our lives are just too busy we can't do that so we I can't remember who came up. You originally said the season format and then we kind of fine tuned it. And so far it's been really, really nice. Yeah. I mean, we, I would send him scripts of episodes and he'd be like, I don't get it. I'm like, this is just a script. I'm like, I just want, <laughs> I'm trying to get you involved. <laughs> no, I, I, literally I could feel him trying to pull me in. Cause I was like, I don't want anything to do with this. But again, the beautiful part about, you know, that hence why on season one, a lot of the games are geared towards me because I was going to do it without him regardless. And I was like, right. I want to win on it. But so there's a lot of taste that I really wanted to play. And hence, if you know it, if you go back and listen to season one a bits of time, you'll notice that uh, Larry doesn't like most of the games. That, <laughs> <laughs> that was that kind of. Like yeah, that kind of leads into like one of the questions I have on the outline too is just like, yeah, uh, looking at the seasons there, I was kind of like look trying to like look at season one since that was like the only full season I have to reference and be like, okay, like what what is the rhyme or reason here? I'm just trying to figure out if you had like a method to the madness picking the games because I was like, oh, there's Bomberman on there, there's Bowser's Fury, there's Zelda, there's Star Fox, like there's I'm like, oh, this is kind of all over the place. So a really like nice variety. So um, I'm glad you explained that to me. That's just like Michael's just like, hey, this is what we're playing. So sorry, yeah, Larry, you kind of just got to deal with it. Well, no, no, it's it's really funny because like I saw that question and I was kind of chuckling to myself because I was like, you're literally <laughs> done with season two. And I was like, how do we pick the games? Like, I really don't know. I don't know. Like season two, it probably changed like 13 different times and we kind of shuffled stuff around. I don't know. How, it's basically the concept is just let's come up with some new. Let's come up with some old. Right. Let's avoid having late 90s and early 2000s 3D platformers. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> we had enough in season one. We just did uh, banjo. We did banjo Mr. Banjo, yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. But yeah, and then it's just, you know, have a variety, like you said. Like that's what we're going to try and shoot for is having a little bit of everything. And so like already this season, you know, you have Banjo, you had Forgotten City. We just released Jade Cocoon today. Yes. And yeah, so it's it, it should be a nice you're all over the place and hopefully we're hitting people with multiple different interests. Yeah, I mean, I love all things video games, so I'm going to listen to every episode. But yeah, and even some like I had never even heard of Jay Cocoon. I was like, what is this game? And the this is exactly the what stuff. we wanted. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. Was, I was just like, this is so fascinating. So, um, well, I would love to get you got to see this sometime because there is multiple times like I'll we'll be over. I'll be over at his place. And all of a sudden he's like, OK, let's try and finalize the list for season two or season three. Right. And all of a sudden he takes out just giant totes and just starts <laughs> throwing stuff all over the place. Like, OK, what do you think about this? I'm basically picking them off of two criteria. What does it look like and how long does it take to be? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like oh the cover on this one looks kind of nice yeah let's yeah, just yeah. go with that 
It'll be easier once the game room is complete. <laughs> yes. I, oh, you're telling me, dude. Oh, oh God. Uh, just, the only thing I have is the Funko Pop wall. That's all I have. All my other games and stuff and first are still honestly, in boxes. For the people who cannot see the video we're looking at, that is an impressive Funko <laughs> yes, Pop collection. Literally the to, first thing we both brought up. <laughs> I'll have to put it on, on Instagram. I don't there think people can... Like I tell people, oh, yeah, like we have Funko Pops. I don't think they understand. And it's gotten... It's now we're going off on a side tangent. It's gotten worse. It's spilled downstairs into my the lower level of my house because <laughs> oh. in our yeah, in our basement we have kind of like this wall that has like a, a ledge that's about waist high all the way around it. And so the shelves are full. I've started stacking them down there and it's it yeah, it's just getting out of hand. So hey, uh, uh, speaking because you said tangent real quick, the, the, my mind just went this direction. I've seen a couple of your tweets before. Are you a Chicago Bears fan? I'm a Chicago Bears fan. Oh god. Are you a Chicago, are you a, are you a Chicago <laughs> sports teams fan or just Bears? So I grew up with the the Bears and I grew up watching uh, Michael Jordan with my dad. So huge Bulls fan. Um, Baseball, not really crazy about. I just it's never been my sport. Uh, If I had to pick one, I went to a Sox game first. So I am a White Sox fan. And then uh, I got onto the hockey train when they were good. And now that they're not good anymore, I just kind of hopped off it. So, okay, yeah, (laughs) because I actually I was born in uh, Elmhurst, Illinois. So it's it's just like, yeah, south. What is that? Southeast. Southwest, whatever, of Chicago. And uh, so, yeah, I've I've been a sports fan for a long time. I've kind of adopted the Minnesota sports for the most part. But if they're not good, I'll jump over to the Chicago bandwagon. We're not good this year. We're not good either. (laughs) Yeah, stay over there. Um, Yeah, Yeah. it's cool. No, I grew up in uh, a small town on the south side called Crete, Illinois. So, uh, yeah, I'm very familiar with with Elmhurst. Everybody listening, just come and find me if you want to. I'm still (laughs) around the same area. But um, I'm actually, I'm for business. I'm usually in when we're back to normal. I'm in Chicago probably about anywhere between three to five-ish times a year. So Very cool. Well, maybe we'll have to do a meetup sometimes. Yeah, maybe we'll have to do an in-person meetup. But, yeah, I actually have a funny story about the, the Minnesota Vikings since we're on a tangent so uh when i was in college i went i went to the university of illinois chicago downtown and um every year my my college buddies and i wanted to take an away game trip to see the bears play somebody and so the first year we went we went and saw detroit lions because it was cheaper to drive to detroit and see them there than get tickets for in the home stadium uh, soldier field so the second year we were like all right let's keep it in division let's go up and see minnesota and i don't remember exactly what year this was it was like early part of the 2010s and so we got tickets yeah Mm, yes so we went we, we, we got tickets yeah we got tickets and we were like getting ready to go and like the, the couple nights before they're like yeah this bad storm is going to come in and then yeah the metrodome collapsed and oh yeah that's right <laughs> yeah it, it literally caved in like though and they had to play like at the university of minnesota and mm. I, I called i got tickets off StubHub, so i called up StubHub and i'm like hey uh it says in your terms and uh like conditions like like acts of God, I can get my like money back. And they're like, this is an act of God. I'm like, the snow collapsed the stadium roof. How is that not an act of God? Can I please have my money back? And they're like, no, sorry. So we weren't going to risk the nine hour drive from Chicago to, to Minnesota because yeah. they were, they would honor the tickets. They're like, if you bring your ticket, you have a chance of getting in, but it's first come first serve. And I'm like, I'm not driving nine hours on the off yeah, chance yeah. that we're going to get into the university of Minnesota. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so, uh, yeah. That thanks. Cold too. Oh yeah. yeah it was stupid. Or um, whatever the heck it's called now. It's pretty nice. That's not, I've one. seen that yeah, with the new stadium. I'm like, yes, uh, let's put a roof on it. That doesn't collapse. That's, that's fantastic. <laughs> that like so. a great idea. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that's off tangent, but, um, wow. Wow, that's uh, cool. That's one of the coolest things that I like is meeting all these cool people that do this podcast stuff like you guys. And that's that's awesome. Wow. Crazy. Yeah. yeah. No, it's uh, I like to see, though, too, that like they're, you know, again, we're all in the video game space, but clearly we all have interests elsewhere. And so when I saw that, I was like, oh, Chicago fan. <laughs> I was like, got to talk to him about that. 
hasn't necessarily been easy this season, but no. hopefully brighter things. He should be good. He should be <laughs> good. He would he would be if they just had some thick boys on the line to protect him because every play he's like on <laughs> on the ground and wincing in pain. I'm like, yeah, this is healthy. You're also not understanding. Like, I'm just getting a kick out of the fact that you even remember the quarterback's name, brother. Yeah, I, I'm not <laughs> into football anymore. No, I used to be, but... <laughs> um, no, but I'm, uh, you, yeah, but uh, no, Vikings are looking good this year. It makes me happy. Like, the only team I truly hate with an undying passion is Green Bay Packers. So as long as they're not doing good, I can be fine with the Vikings doing well. I'm totally fine with that. So we, we'll agree there. There we go. As long as long as Aaron Rodgers is miserable, that makes me happy. So. <laughs> <laughs> he looks pretty miserable. He's freaking out on his team right now. I just he needs to go do more psychedelics. He'll be fine. Just go away, sir. Maybe go, go back on the so. Joe Rogan podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, those were that was an experience. Uh, literally yeah, a Joe Rogan experience. So, um, right. yeah. So apologies. This is what happens to us all the time. <laughs> that's fine. I'm trying <laughs> to figure out. How, I'm like this train's derailed now. How do we get back on track and not make this the knockable sports radio hour? Uh, uh, we could do a tangent for video games. Do you want to do that? Yeah, let's go. What tangent you okay. got? Let's do it. Since time of recording, Silent Hill 2 Remaster just got announced. Or remake. I saw that briefly. Yes. Well, you're taking up hosting duties right now. Okay, yeah. I got you. That's fine. I don't know what that means. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what do you, because I, I don't know Larry's opinion, actually. What do you, is your stance on remakes, remasters? Oh, boy. So... I did. I re- recently did a episode on this a couple uh, episodes ago when the Last of Us Part One remake in quotation marks Part came seven. out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I think so. If it's something in the spirit of something that hasn't been done in a while, like I was okay with the Final Fantasy VII remake. I thought that was a really cool modern interpretation on that story. Absolutely. I think there's a lot of cool stuff that is that age that deserves something like that. I know Silent Hill is is pretty popular. And to me, my first initial reaction was, oh, that that kind of makes sense because they're doing the same thing with all these older Resident Evil games. And from what I've heard, those have been pretty good. And those games really needed it. I know Silent Hill 2 is really highly regarded within the community. I personally haven't played it yet. But, you know, that's an old game. It's on the with the, on the PlayStation 2 or the original Xbox, right? Yep, so, yeah, I don't think a lot of people in this day and age have the opportunity to uh, experience it. And I think too now with like all how much hype horror has this year and next year, there's so many horror games coming out. Uh, I think Silent Hill 2, I'm, I'm okay with it. Doing something like Last of Us, I think is a bit aggressive. I can understand why they did it. They want to have synergy with the show. They just announced the rumor was they're doing a Horizon Zero Dawn remake which is like only a four year old game. That's so insane to me. I think that's a little aggressive. I think Sony, Sony is a little bit aggressive on that. So I think if it's older stuff, that's fine. Um, There are certain things I would be hesitant for them to do. Like if Nintendo was ever like, we're remaking Ocarina of time, I'd just be like, no, you're not. Don't, (laughs) don't do that. Like don't touch it. That's just, there are certain things you don't touch. And Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah. But, uh, just for like the legacy sake, but obviously the money will dictate that I'm okay with it. Uh, but in certain instances, like Z- zero dawn, I'm like, I'm not, not even going to touch that. So that's kind of my stance on it. It's interesting though, too, because I have to think though. So that was my initial reaction when I heard that they clearly have done their back end studies. It's got, oh, yeah. it must make money. It's, I don't know. Yeah, they're companies are, that's their goal. Yeah, so I'm yeah. just saying like, cause I could not believe it. it's like, 
what 2017 it came out right it, it looks so good still <laughs> it i that's what i thought i i think i mean i think a lot of games from the playstation 4 like i still play a lot of the ps4 games on my ps5 and i'm like these still look pretty good yeah they get a like don't they get a, like a native boost too when you put that disc in well if you have a disc put that disc in yeah i'm not 100 i of everything in games i'm much more con, like a conceptual person like hardware is not my game i, I just Except that I put the disc in and it magically works somehow. Fantastic. That's awesome. Nah, I don't even know what a disc is. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so that just worries me a little bit because, you know, it seems Sony has kind of committed to doing shows for like all of their big games recently. Like I know there's going to be a Horizon show, so they're obviously going to remake that for Synergy. I'm actually like, excited I, for that one. Yeah, I think that'd be cool. Uh, they've got a God of War show. 100%. I'm worried. Will they do like a God of War remake? That game hasn't been out that long. Like, I just, I don't know. I, Sony kind of sees the dollar bills, so I think they're capitalizing while they can. And I don't know. There's, there's games that definitely deserve it more. I know people have been asking for like a Legend of Dragoon remake and all these other stuff. So let's do some of that stuff. (laughs) Yes, please. Yeah, I think I agree with almost all your points, which is interesting. I think. You're a very agreeable person. <laughs> I, I might have stickler moments, but <laughs> so I think the thing that bugs me about the remasters, because I love remasters remakes because yeah. more people can play the game on modern consoles. You know, I have all the retro consoles so I can play them there and that's cool, but not everybody's like me. It doesn't have the space and whatever. The thing that kind of sucks about them is they are taking, you know, there's only so much time to make a game so now you have these studios instead of making something new or a sequel they're wasting their not wasting they're using their resources to remake a game right and just like when i see a new ip like i'm super excited for wolverine that is so super exciting to me for insomniac but they are making that versus a new ip and there's right. only so much of that that goes around I agree with you. And I think, too, that the more that we dedicate to like redoing these experiences we've already had, the less there's going to be newer IPs and newer experiences, which is something that I really like to check out. Like, I know a lot of people aren't really on the Forspoken bandwagon, but that's something brand new. And I'm probably going to check that out just because it's like brand new and it's never been done before, despite the fact that Square Enix is kind of in my shithouse right now. But that's, <laughs> that's a completely different conversation. But I mean, you make a good point, though, with that is because, you know, the company looks at dollar signs like you're saying about Sony before PlayStation, whatever. Do they take the risk of doing a new IP like Forspoken or do they go for the easy cash or of a remaster or a remake? Right. And I want them to be able to diversify. Obviously, right. we love the indie space, so that's okay. I'm in a completely different space than both of you guys. Like most of the things that get remade and remastered, I never played. <laughs> so, <laughs> for me, it's like, it's like it's sweet, here we go. Exactly. Get people into the, th- uh, the ecosystem and that's great. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. I think it was only a matter of time till we got to this point because Hollywood's been doing this for 50, 60 years, just remaking the same 100%. movies over and over. And True. video games have always wanted to be Hollywood. So, of course, we're going to get to this cycle where it's, hey, let's just remake the same thing five, six years in a row, especially now that we're in this live service type of model where it's, you know, you have a more consistent cash flow. So that'll be, yeah, I'm, I don't know how I necessarily feel overall. Like I said, I think the seven remake, I, I really liked that a lot. I think that was oh a gosh. really cool. Yeah, I think that was a really cool experience. I don't. <laughs> I think it's interesting. They decided to break it into three parts. That's a little bit interesting, but three it, you discs know. of your. <laughs> yeah, three. Exactly. And uh, I yeah, I just think that. 
yeah, it's it's there's there's some areas where I think it's okay. There's some, I think a lot of things should be like remastered. Like take some older games, make them look better, make them available to me. Like that's what I want. Uh, but if it's Final Fantasy Tactics, you, yes, exactly. Tactics over, right? Like that's yeah. Uh, yes. Uh, one. I've also wanted them to do nine. I really love nine from that era, and I think they'd be really cool for doing nine. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Uh, that was a good tangent. Thank you. I like that a lot. Well, <laughs> man, I had a thought and it just. Whoo. It comes with our old age. <laughs> happens oh. to me. Yes, go for it. It happens uh, to me all the time. The one thing, a caveat is. Nope, it's gone. <laughs> it was there for a fleeting moment and then it was just, it's gone. Uh, it's <laughs> mine, sure, whatever, it doesn't matter. You love that. Oh, word, the, the, origi- the originals will always be there. So if you don't like the remake, whatever. There we right. go. I don't, I don't Came know. Back to it. Yeah, you got it, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I got it. Until you, until you run out of the hardware that makes it possible to uh, play the originals and then you're screwed. Yeah, so. that is also a thing. Hence why I'm okay with the Silent Hill 2 remake. Again, because it's regular right. PS2 and PS3. Right. Nobody has access to a PS3. <laughs> yeah, that was packed, a crazy architecture. I've got one packed away somewhere over here. But yeah, you can always... If you can't do that, if you don't have the hardware, just uh, I do not for legal purposes. I cannot say that you should go and emulate, but you should go and emulate. (laughs) So that's the best way to do it for sure. Everything will just be available to pirate on the Internet as it should be. Uh, Please don't send your lawyers after me, Nintendo, please. Yes, man. How do I how do I even get this back on? I'm I'm just like so excited to hear how you switch us back on. (laughs) Uh, Speaking of. Speaking of tangents and hot takes and things you've learned, uh, is there, uh, in your experience doing the podcast, have you kind of learned anything about your guys' takes on gaming in general, games you thought you'd like, dislike, things of that nature? That was beautiful. Good job. Uh, I mean, we, we already talked about it already, but clearly I've been reaffirmed in my hatred of like the late 90s, early 2000s, 3D <laughs> platformer. I just, I cannot stand any of that. I don't. I, it's, just, it's just, and it's mostly the camera. I think it was that in the '64 controller. Yes, it's a good controller for Super Mario '64. I agree. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, Mike, you can tackle. You, you like that game? I did, but I didn't like the camera, the C buttons. Okay. Whatever. I that have game, learned. Uh, oh, go for it. As I say, that game aged well. Uh, like the camera was probably the thing that's aged the worst in that one. I think so. Absolutely. When I played it, I remember five times where the camera bugged me. <laughs> Which is the most you thing ever that you know, know. exactly when. <laughs> keep track of that stuff. That happened five times to me just walking to the castle. <laughs> oh, I'm just uh, I have noticed for myself, I am forgiving about like nitpicks in games for sure. I'm definitely, I'm easy to please for sure too. Um, yeah, I don't need a game to be doing everything top tier. Like one of my favorite games of last year was East Nine. I don't think it had the best, uh, you know, visuals or anything like that or storytelling. But between the gameplay being fun and everything else being decent, I loved it. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that, you know. But I also like to try and find obscure and weird games. Okay, and that's actually (laughs) that's a great way to kind of roll back onto my thought. So the thing with me is I'm very, very picky with my games if it doesn't come through. And that was the issue with the Games Gone podcast. So with bits of time, the thing that's beautiful about this is. I'm willing to just try so much more now and I'm finding oh, yeah. just obscure random games. I never would have given a shot and now I'm able to, and it, it's pretty fun. Like I've found you'll, you'll even see it later on this season. 
I found some games I never would have tried in my life that I ended up trying. And I'm like, oh, maybe I actually ended up liking this one. And it's that I'm thankful for. And that's a huge benefit to this kid right across from me. Here. <laughs> he, he has so many different games. So it's, it's been fun. I like it. That's part of the reason why I literally keep your guys a show in my weekly rotation is just because, yeah, you guys are playing stuff that I haven't gotten to approach yet. And one of my favorite things podcasting is it really has expanded my horizon to to try new things that I never would have tried before. I was very cookie cutter. I'd be like, I'm playing AAA titles. I'm playing the shooters that come out. That's all I want to play. If it's something I can play with my friends, like that's it. And now I'm playing more indie stuff. I honestly probably wouldn't have touched anything like Stray or Dead Cells or a couple of those things that I played this year without uh, hearing from other people in the community and getting that inspiration. Yeah, that, that I guess that was uh, Game Pass for me, right? Like that also opened up my world. I think the first two games I downloaded once I subscribed to it was Hades, which just thankfully was an unbelievably lucky pick on my part. I didn't catch all the social media buzz behind it, but nice. I absolutely fell in love with that game. So I was like, oh, I like roguelikes now. <laughs> I, I didn't realize that. <laughs> and then I also picked up, I think the second one was The Ascent. And I didn't oh, yeah. enjoy it as much, but I played all the way through. I thought it was graphically beautiful, so... That was a Hades. season one game. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. was my game of the year when that came out. So, uh, oh, me and you disagree, but that's okay. <laughs> it, it, I was the same way. I, I heard all the buzz about it, and I was like, "Well, you didn't hear the buzz, but I heard the buzz about it." I'm like, "What is this?" And I didn't like, I didn't like roguelikes at all. I tried like oh, Enter the oh, Gungeon. You said, "Never mind." I, I apologize. I thought you said the Ascent was your game of the year. No, no, Hades was my Hades. game of the okay, year. Okay, no, I agree. That was an awesome. Yeah. Game. <laughs> I have not touched the ascent, so but yeah, uh, I liked Hades so much that it was my game of the year, and it just completely 180'd my opinion on everything like a roguelike. Uh, I just didn't like him before I played Enter the Gungeon, and I'm just like, ah, I don't like this. This is stupid. And for Hades, it just it just clicked for some reason, and now I've played way more of those in the last two years than I have in my entire existence. So. Oh, shout uh, out you, to you for keeping us in rotation. We always appreciate that. <laughs> I can't. You guys are on Wednesday, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Part of the epic. I just talked to Dave about this. The epic Wednesday where it's Tales from the Backlog, Unlockables, Bits of Time, Deleted Saves. Like Wednesdays. There's so many I, of us. Yeah. <laughs> I, I love everybody that does shows every day of the week, but like you got to get on Wednesday. That's where it's at. That's where all the cool kids are. Yeah. Well, so. it's funny because we're <laughs> part of that. The indie podcast network on the discord. And it's like every Wednesday, it's just a flood. of people <laughs> stuff. I think I used to have my older show on Monday, but Monday was so overcrowded already. And so I was like, Okay, like Wednesday's a good middle of the week. Like nobody's in. Like That's Wednesday's hard day. That's yeah. literally our exact thought. <laughs> and then, like, I started doing this show, and I was like, "Oh man, everybody must have thought the same thing because now everybody's on Wednesday." <laughs> and then everybody's gonna switch to Fridays, and then who knows? <laughs> I'm just gonna I'm just gonna hold firm uh, on Wednesday. I think that's I definitely the easiest. Should you like midweek boys? Saturday so, at like two fifteen in the morning. This is a super obscure time. Be like, yeah, it's a Sunday at like seven thirty nine. It's just completely <laughs> random. I actually do that. Like our pod, a lot of our podcast episodes always release it. Like you know, we usually shoot for like eight o'clock a.m. or something. But I'll yes. throw in like seven fifty seven. I'll do like eight o four <laughs> just for entertainment purposes. Uh, all about the same me. time. Yeah. All about the same time. I wanted to ask you guys with doing bits of time and then your old show. Uh, do you guys have any kind of favorite experiences you have doing podcasting? Because right now uh, you guys have had those two shows. I've had three shows myself, so we've been podcasting for about the same amount of time. Do you guys have any kind of experiences between those two shows that, you know, really come to mind when you think about it? 
I, I mean, I think, and Mike will probably know what I'm talking about right away, but we learned something from Games Gone, Games Gone that was really, really relevant to what Bits of Time is now. We spent some time, I think it was over the summer, the first year, we did uh, Mass Effect 2, and we talked about that, and we did that game, and we did a really, really long recording session, and for whatever reason, we really wanted to be detailed about the story, <laughs> and so there was a period of time in that where I think I went, mm-hmm, yeah, okay, for like about almost a 30-minute period while Michael talked us <laughs> through the storyline, and I'll never forget it because we got done recording, and I don't remember if it was that night or the next day. We called each other up and we were like, we need to talk about this. (laughs) We ended up scrapping the whole thing. And I think that was the slow start of us being like, let's ask each other questions and have that's how we'll base the outlines instead of just going by story beats so we can help with the flow of the podcast a little bit more. So that's kind of really evolved into bits of time. But took a long time, but here we are now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I relate to that immensely because i'm doing the kingdom hearts episodes where that's literally all i do is talk about story for four hours (laughs) stop sir (laughs) no i have yet to listen to it because i'm like oh he's gonna make me play kingdom hearts he's gonna make me do it i know that's yeah and then you need to play other things right now so yeah it's a commitment uh we'll see if i'm sane by the end of that but yeah and I, i kind of yeah that's interesting because we used to do the same thing on my older shows when I used to have a host or my oldest show, I used to have two other people on. So yeah, I'm, I'm in the same boat as you guys trying to schedule three people for that show. And it's just, yeah, we just were just like, all right, let's just take turns talking and we'll try and like plan it out. And it just didn't always like work out the best conversation flow wise for that. So we also had just to interrupt you there. We also had an interesting thing. I think it was on Games Gone as well. We decided to start trying to see if we could get a little more clever with the episodes. So I like created a game one time, and <laughs> the concept was I would ask Mike a question, and if he could get it, I would. Do you remember those? Like I think they were the jelly beans, where if you ate them, uh, it was like there was a chance of it either being like cotton candy or like baby yeah. or something like that. So I, I did this and we ran this episode. It just <laughs> literally, I think about 20 minutes of the episode is listening to me gag because it just backfired <laughs> on me so puking. much. And I'm like, yeah, okay, we got to change this up a little bit. This isn't good radio or podcast. Maybe we'll, we'll bring it back someday. <laughs> yeah, maybe. It's, listening to Larry suffer, that's the best episode in my mm, opinion. No, yeah. I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. found... I've tried to do a couple things like that too, where it's like a game or something clever. I'm just, I'm not that clever when it comes to making up stuff like that. Uh, I got to shout out the boys at your friendly neighborhood gamers. They come up with clever ass games all the time. And I'm just like, I wish I was that good at doing something like that. So for me on my side, sticking with bits of time, anytime Larry likes a game, that's always a treat. So that's a good experience for me. (laughs) Yeah, Uh, (laughs) Definitely when we have, I don't know how it looks on the listeners part, but our wrap-up episodes are really awesome because we we drank a beer together and it's just like this nice well of accomplishment for us. Yeah. So that that's always a nice experience. And then a <laughs> standout one is in our Bowser's Fury episode. <laughs> I am so excited to talk about this ice skate mechanic and Larry just deflates it completely. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, you can actually hear, if I remember correctly, you can hear it in the episode. I bring up, I'm like, Mike, we got to talk about the ice skating part. And he goes, yeah. And like, he's super excited because he thinks I'm going to. And then <laughs> I, I saw it in his face and I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> but see, So that's the thing, too. So with the way that we do our uh, podcasts, we, at, we send each other questions ahead of time, similar to like what you did with the outline here. Mm-hmm. But 
we don't know the opening monologue. I have no idea what the hell he's going to say. He has no idea what the hell I'm going to say. That's interesting. And then okay. the closing monologue, we don't do until the episode's done. And we just go by feel based on the episode. So it's, it's always really, really fun to be like, okay, I think I know what my brother's going to say. And then it's like, wait, how in the hell do you like this game too, Mike? <laughs> <laughs> uh, tease, there's a game though in season two that Lair thought I would absolutely love and I do not. So that'll be interesting. Interesting. Well, don't, don't spoil it. I'm enjoying season two unfolding right now. Cool. Uh, is there anything when people come and listen to the show uh, like myself or a new uh, potential listener, is there anything that you'd like them to take away from listening to an episode of your show? Uh, Lair ter- has terrible opinions. I'm going to stand by that. <laughs> uh, but no, honestly, I think one thing, obviously, Lair and I, I disagree about games all the time. And that also flows into our some life views as well. And, I, and that's okay. It's okay to have disagreements with one another and talk about it. You know, I know a lot of times this Twitter, social media world we live in now it seems like discourse is kind of dead but if you sit down and talk with somebody most likely you're going to have something in common and then you can look past your differences as well Uh, well and and i would jump on that and say like the obvious one is the way since we do those opening monologues right you could if you want and we would absolutely love it if you did just listen to the first 15 to 25 or so seconds however long those opening monologues tend to be you can get our opinions on the game right there and you can just walk away uh, but then the other thing, and to me, the more important thing for me on my end is it's okay to have an opinion on a video game if you have not beaten it. And I yes. really, really, truly think that like the review world that we're in now, I think there needs to be some tiers because like there's uh, like at least tiered lists of how you read reviews because there's a lot of people on one side of the camp. You have to 100% a game before you can actually leave a review. And I could agree with some of that in one sense of let's say it's going to apply to a Metacritic, right? I think you probably should have beaten the game because it's right. scared of the developers that way. But on the other hand, I think there's a lot of people who would benefit from listening to someone who maybe played three hours of a game and stopped and listen to why they stopped. And if those reasons affect you, go for it. If not, read a full review. So those I are agree. kind of the main things. I agree with you 100%, especially, and I had a conversation about the one hour, one decision guys about this, where they, the developer kind of came after him for only playing like the first hour of the game. (laughs) And my, my argument was, it's like most of the times, especially now it's even more prevalent that people can have access to things like Game Pass or PlayStations, whatever they're calling it. I don't even know. Uh, And they're able to try download and try games for, for no cost. So I think it's really important that the, a game really has like, an hour or two to grab you and if you're not into it then it's just you're not going to have a good experience playing it for the rest of that time regardless of how long it is so i think yeah if, if you're a person where it's like you play the first hour or two and you're just like yeah this is i'm not enjoying it this isn't it for me like you're more than allowed to have an opinion on it i i 100 agree with that you don't have to punish yourself and play 100 of game to have an opinion or or talk about it. Absolutely. I, I think that's I think that's very important. Yeah, and I actually I think that applies to actually both games and books. Like that's a big thing. Yes. Where I feel like a lot of people nowadays think at Mike. <laughs> just, you're glaring at me. <laughs> like, no, read books. <laughs> but uh, what I'm getting at is like if it's not catching you in the first, however, let's oh, yeah. say your time is valuable. Put it down and move on to something else. Right. Absolutely. And I think you know, on the flip side of that, I think it's okay 
if you're not grabbed by a game and you're like me, it's like, oh, there's something there, but I don't know what it is. It's okay to finish a game later. Like you don't have to, you know, rush to beat it or whatever it is. True. There's a game also in season two that it didn't click for me four hours in. And if I would have stopped playing, I'd be upset with myself because I really like the ending of the game. Which uh, that that will be a fun episode for you guys to listen to because I was genuinely shocked <laughs> that you liked that game. <laughs> You're teasing so many exciting episodes coming up. I just uh, can't wait that long. But yeah, I, I would agree with that too. And there are games of all those types where it's like, okay, the first hour didn't grab me. I'm not going to play it. Okay, like the first couple hours are really good. It's obvious the developer put all their eggs in the first couple hours to grab you, but then the rest of the game kind of fell flat. Or oh, yeah, hey, this game good. like, yeah, this game took a, a really long time to like take off. Like sometimes even five, 10 hours. Like to me, I, I'm on hour 15 of Xenoblade Chronicles 3, and it's still like giving me tutorials, giving me systems to learn, giving me systems to master. So I heard you bring that up in the the one hour one decision one. And I was like, I was kind of nodding my head while I was uh, mowing the lawn. <laughs> like, yeah, yes, 100%. That's an annoyance. But, it, but from what I've heard, like once you hit a certain spot in like Xenoblade, like, and you're, you're fully immersed in the story, like that game really takes off. And so I, I know there's the promise of that reward there going into it. So, I, yeah, I think and, and personal taste and personal preference too. like everyone's going to have personal. Yeah, <laughs> it's, such an, you know, it's such an interesting <laughs> discussion because I think about shows that have like a slow burn and then towards Absolutely. the end they're really good. I think video games are like that, too. And, you know, the nice thing about our show is generally Larry doesn't finish the game. So. If you realize that I have most likely finished it, well, you can see what kept me playing, just like we said before. And it's a good back and forth with that. Well, right. and I feel like it's a learning process, though, too, because a lot of the times I'm genuinely curious, like, OK, here's the thing that I struggled with. Is it just me or do they actually fix the issue? And I am actually learning from Mike, too. And when I'm learning, I feel like hopefully there is someone out there listening who is like, oh, OK, yeah, I'm in a similar boat. So it ends up working out pretty well, I think. Absolutely. You want to talk about shows that have a slow burn getting started. I, I tried three or four times to get my dad to watch Game of Thrones with me. And that show has a very slow burn at the start because they're just like, there's this medieval world. Here's all these people. And you have to know all, all these locations. And you're just like, this is fucking hard and boring and annoying. And then everyone knows, obviously, what happens at the end of that, unless you haven't seen it. But every, that and that season ramps up. And then that show has the exact problem that we discussed where it's like really good. And then they just shit the landing. So yeah. that, that show has so much going on. Anyways, that's a tangent for another podcast series I'm doing. Uh, no, not really. But. Um, oh my goodness i was gonna say if you're doing that i would love to talk tv i'm very very opinionated shocker <laughs> i'm very very opinionated with tv shows <laughs> so, maybe we can do a maybe we can do a tv show one that'd be good um go. yeah i know I, I i agree with you guys too and yeah you should it's ultimately i tried to make this point on my remake episode too like it's it's your time like it's valuable to you so like use it to and spend it to experience the things you want to whether that's one hour game whether it's 150 hours in elden ring you know that's that's your decision nobody has the right to like shit on you especially if you want to like a, express it on the internet and be like hey i played this for this long and enjoyed it or i didn't play this for this long i didn't enjoy it like it's just uh yeah. you're you're really right civil discourse is dead where we just get to yell at each other and it's very i do very have important. to get out of the mentality myself like i can drop a game it is okay you know with yes. the podcast i do sometimes try and push through but if i'm not enjoying a game i just got just like a book or whatever just to stop. It's okay. Yeah, yeah. And I do like the run. It's like, we both can talk about a game that we didn't like. It's okay. Right. There's a healthy discussion there. Right. That Then that sunk cost fallacy. I'm absolutely guilty of that too, where it's like, well, I've been playing this game for so long. I've already committed time to it. I'm not enjoying it, but I'm, I'm just going to finish it out here. And 
no, like just just walk away. Like I understand you spent money on it. Like that's okay if you don't like it. Just just walk away. It's easier now than ever to try and walk away from things. So I'm hoping, absolutely, yeah. I'm hoping that becomes the norm, and you don't waste your time on experiences that aren't curated especially for you. So and you can always come back to it. You know, I do that all the time. Absolutely. Uh, I so stop, I for some reason stop at last dungeons and RPGs all the time. <laughs> <laughs> you can tell me yeah, I have no idea why. I it I was I would get to like 75 80 percent of the way of through Ocarina of Time like every time I played like the first four times I just stop me and me too I don't know what it is with Zelda games I stop (laughs) 70 to 80 percent mark every time I'm just like I'm done I I, I don't know what it is so I kind of like to try and get a little bit of scoop on the show here I like to just ask you guys what is the trajectory hold for for bits of time like what is the like going into the future, like projecting it out, is there anything that you guys like kind of have planned? You just kind of focus in on like season two, upcoming season three right now. What does that landscape kind of look like? Oh, just to get the short term out of the way. Short term wise, I think Mike literally hates when I talk about this all the time with our podcast quality. But for me personally, what I want, as he's shaking his head, what I want is for the podcast to emulate what it's like when we're at the dining room table, what we're at, at a bar and the conversations we have just talking Absolutely. video games. I want it to feel as if someone just snuck in a mic and it, a microphone, not Michael. <laughs> <laughs> and it, how did he it, get in here? It's like, <laughs> what are you doing here? But it, it definitely takes a while because you know, you got this big honking microphone in front of you. And so there's a little bit of that. And I feel like every once in a while we hit that on our podcast, but it's, I like the fact that I feel like there's so much room for us to grow. And right. until we can do that consistently for an entire season, I'll never be happy with it. And he'll always be mad. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah, we'll finish recording an episode. I was like, oh, I don't know if that was it. I was like, it'll be fine. <laughs> trust me. <laughs> but definitely, yeah, I would say we want to focus. We have an idea conceptually of a guest-focused episode. We're still trying to hammer it out, see if we want to fit it into the season or off-season. We're We're playing with some ideas. We're trying to hammer it together. We want to do a, like some side YouTube content as well to experiment mm-hmm. with that. Just well, something different. Well, in the, the YouTube thing in general, I think it's pretty interesting because so I had we had Mike do a reaction video to the Mario trailer movie or whatnot. <laughs> yeah, I remember. You know, and, yeah. Yeah. And for us as like a small YouTube channel like that hit over 10K views. And it wow. was it's, yeah, it's one of those things where Welcome, Larry. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, but what I'm trying to get at though is, is like, it's like there was a thought for a second. It's like, man, we should just start reacting to stuff. But it's like that just, <laughs> that just gets you views, though. It's like what we're trying to do is build a community. So, like, right. when someone clicks on our channel and they see Mike's reacting to something, he's only going to be reacting to the things that he's genuinely really, really interested in. So, like the Nintendo right. titles, stuff like that. Where and then like so for the music, right? Like he he curated a list of all of the music from our season one and put it on there. And then we actually had, uh, what was his name? Uh, Tyler Fear, the composer for Shadows of Adam, actually shouted out to us. And that's talking awesome. about how, yeah. And it's like things like that. We want to keep pushing stuff in that direction. Experimenting. And I think that's good advice for any podcast. You know, like you've already, you're on your third podcast or whatever it is. You know, you just experiment, <laughs> you try things. And like right now, you're doing that awesome Kingdom Hearts thing. That is different from your other episodes. And I think experimenting right. like that is fine because. Maybe in two, three years, what the season format is will be completely different. Or maybe it'll be exactly what we want. And we've just up improved on it on a macro scale to 
what Larry approves is good. <laughs> yeah, well, and I think long term, like the goal then to, or maybe not even long term, within the next year, I think getting us on camera on the YouTube side for side content yeah, is maybe, maybe yeah, <laughs> is something we want to maybe try doing and seeing if we can make that work. I still have this long, luscious hair. You got to keep the hair. Yeah. You keep the it's, hair. it's so flowing. And so, I, this head and shoulders sponsorship opportunity there for sure. Oh, I think. there we go. Absolutely. Uh, that's how we're going to sponsor and get some money from new mics. <laughs> <laughs> get that sponsorship dollars, baby. Let's go. Uh, yeah, no, I, I agree with you guys. And the hardest thing is, uh, I, I've done some short little video clips or TikToks or stuff like that that I've gotten like, oh, yeah, like so many views or this or that have been like some of the most successful things I've like ever put out that have been the most viewed things ever. And it's hasn't necessarily translated to more people sticking around, talking, engaging in conversation because it's just yeah, now it's just so much right? consume next thing, consume next thing, consume yeah, next thing. Yeah. And it's people yeah, aren't sticking a, around. We had like a that. similar thing on our Instagram, like a reel or whatever. We got over like 3K. Or like we didn't see an improvement in downloads because yeah. people right. just like you said, it's the next, it's the next, it's the media gratification. Or like, right. oh, this is ten seconds. Oh, this night was twelve seconds, and then you've been sitting there for a half hour, well, which is totally fine. If that's what you want to do, <laughs> right? <laughs> I, I would also say though too, like, so I've kind of jumped in and out of those Twitter. Is it Spaces? I think is what they're called. They still do those. Yeah, interesting. Like, yeah, so like the indie podcast scene will have a lot of those from time to time, and not just like video game, but just a whole bunch of them. And I jump in and this is not to like crap on anybody in that group because there's a lot of really, really good people there. But they're talking about how you have to push TikTok. You have to push this. And they're like, Cause, and they were talking about the views they were getting. And I didn't do it because I was doing some other stuff. But I just wanted to ask. I was like, are you seeing click through? It's awesome that your view numbers are going up. Right. Are, are you seeing that transition into people commenting? Are they downloading? Are they subscribing? And I think that's kind of the big thing. You can get all the big numbers you want if you just keep pushing nonsense out onto TikTok. <laughs> right. It's not really doing anything if you're not doing it correctly. I mean, you could do it that way if you want to have fun with it. But yeah, exactly. What's the, are you growing as a channel or whatever it is? And I, I just, I feel like building a community is more important than just large numbers. I think that's kind of what we're trying to shoot for. It's right. more in, engagement than but anything. The other thing is, it still has to be fun. Because we got to a point in our other podcast where it just, it felt like work and it has not felt like work at all lately, which is great. And that's what I want. Larry talks about that little crunch we do. Yeah, that can get a little stressful, but also I'm just hanging out with him talking video games is exactly what Literally, I want to do. Yeah. If we feel stressed out like for about a week and a half, once every six months, I'm okay with that. <laughs> <laughs> which is why I've I've advocated doing with my show. There there are just uh, some weeks I try to put out an episode every week. Um, like this week, for example, I just I didn't put one out just because I was like tired. And I'm just like, I'm not feeling like and I didn't have anything lined up I didn't put the work in and yeah. hey that's that's fine you need to take breaks you don't need to burn yourself out it's it's 100% totally yeah and your listeners should hopefully understand that like if they care about you as a podcaster right they should 100% want to be like hey get some rest right. it's always that, more work than you see it is it, re it really is um and even though it's supposed to be just be like a hobby it really is a, a labor of love and I've done some of those things where I've yeah where I've crunched to finish an episode to make ads to try and get ahead on something because I'm going out of town and it's just like you don't have to because it doesn't you don't it's not a living you don't make anything off it but like it's because you want to and so just like in everything else in life take a break if you need to it's okay it's fine it hustle culture like fuck all that relax <laughs> take it easy really oh, my uh, girlfriend gets mad at me all the time because i always feel like i have to be using my time and exactly like, lay down and relax it's like yeah but i could be reading i could be writing she's your zen like you could be consuming yeah yeah i need to consume something and i love like going on a walk or whatever but 
yeah, I just need to, yeah, I need, I need to meditate or something. Just exactly. Clear my head. When we went on our honeymoon in February, when we got married, my wife and I, um, down in Mexico, I was, we were there for like eight days or whatever. And I was just like, listen, I normally, when you go on vacation, it's like, it's like hustle bustle. Like you only need a vacation from a vacation when you come back. It's like, yes. Uh, I, and she's like, I want to go see this. I want to go do that. Like we rent a car. We can drive around. I'm like, listen, I want to lay on the beach 95% of this vacation and not do anything. And, and I'm not going to feel bad about it at all. I'm like your wife. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I want to go and get her. <laughs> and we went and saw stuff, but I was just like, I also want to like feel relaxed while we're here too. And Nick, you almost have to force yourself to be like, it's okay to just like lay here and let the time pass. It's okay yeah, to just relax. turn your brain off and not do anything. So I've used the word absolutely a lot today, just so you know, but he's you're just making so many good points. So it's fine. That's fine. So do I. That's okay. I was going to, I guess this kind of uh, ties into like that last question, in the podcast section here, since we've kind of been doling it out already, it's, do you guys having done, uh, you know, your first show now bits of time done this for a significant amount of time, have any advice for somebody who would come up to you and be like, guys, how do I start doing this? What can I do to start a podcast or any kind of content stuff I'd like to work on? Well, I, I mean, I think actually even in hearing a couple of your episodes, this is the most cliche answer is you can literally waste a week, a month, a year thinking <laughs> up like the perfect idea for a podcast. Just freaking start recording yourself, whether it's on yeah. your phone, a microphone, work your way up. The most listens you're ever going to get on your next episode. No one like once you become decent at your podcast, no one's going to scroll back and like look at podcast number eleven. Like they're not going to scroll <laughs> the way back. That's just not the way humans work anymore. Well, sometimes I do that, but whatever. Okay, well, you're you're different. <laughs> <laughs> but like, it's just get it out there. Most of us, our best podcasts are in the future. Like we haven't recorded them yet because we're still right. learning. We're getting better. We're adapting. And so yeah, just do it. I'm going to bring in my other field for this. I've only published one book and I hope I have more coming, hopefully. But some things that people come to me all the time, they'll, they'll be like, I got this great idea for a book. And they'll tell me, I'm like, all right, write it. And they're like, well, well what do I do? I was like, just finish. I was like, most people never finish what their ideas are. Right. Ideas are cheap. Everybody has them. You've got to put in the work and finish the product. Once you get it finished, then it's all about refining. So if, if you're trying to come up with a new content, whether it's a YouTube show or a podcast, start writing scripts and just see, test the waters. Because the second you don't put, once you put some product out there, well, then you can improvise and you can change and whatever, but you need to actually start and do the work. Yeah. And, and that's kind of my example. Like, I'm sure you get tired of hearing this from me, but I'm always like, you know, whenever he comes up with an idea for, to me and he's like, hey, I think maybe we should try this. And he's like, do you think we should do it? And I'm like, dude, just do it. Like, just right. throw it against the wall. We'll see what sticks for right now. Uh, I do have the other. I don't know if people are going to be as big of a fan of this, but in the world we live in now, right? We're all, we're all looking at each other on screens and I understand this doesn't work for the majority of podcasters. I don't think, mm -hmm. but I truly, truly think that if you're looking at starting a new show or starting a podcast for the first time, if you can try and see if you can find a host that you can record in person with. And, right. I, and, I'm, and I'm not saying that because like Zencaster, this is unbelievable. This works amazing. But right. we're going more and more, especially after COVID, in a world where people are interacting with each other on screen. And you're right. not getting that human connection, which is why I think, I don't know if you've noticed this, but our kind of that indie video game podcast scene, they go to all like the, the trade shows, the comic cons, they travel around to those things like crazy. And I right. think one of the main reasons they're doing that is they, they're wanting that connection with just other people. And we're getting so much less of that now. 
And I, I just, right. I think it goes a long way. Cause like me and Mike, we'll record a podcast. I'll, you know, we'll meet up and all of a sudden, like the first hour or two, we're not even recording the podcast. We're getting some food. We're just talking, we're shooting the breeze. Right. You might, when we're done recording the podcast, we might go grab some drinks. It's you're getting that social interaction that I think fewer and fewer and fewer people are getting nowadays. I thought this was going to be the point where I'm like, Larry's stupid opinions don't listen to him, but that's actually decent advice. <laughs> that's a good one. <laughs> and again, trust me, I'm aware. I know like I'll, most of the podcasts probably don't do that. And we are, but if you can, even if it's like 45 minutes to an hour radius within, you could make that work if you want to like maybe find a cram day where you can like record two or three episodes every like two, three weeks. You're advocating right. crunch now. <laughs> <laughs> That's literally all that people are going to get out of this episode. <laughs> Cancel bits of time. Obviously, yes. <laughs> if you can do in person, that's cool. But if you don't like doing in person, obviously do that too. The main thing is do something that you love, experiment, but actually sit down and do it because yeah, ain't going to be something unless you do it. <laughs> well, yeah, because I mean, I'm sure all three of us could even say this, right? I guarantee you we all wish we started doing this 10 years earlier. Maybe oh, yeah. our lives weren't set for that. And who knows what that podcast would have looked like. But can you imagine if we had 10 more years of experience at this point right now? Who oh, knows? yeah. And yeah, obviously try stuff too, because you're going to fail. And we have and that's okay. Yeah, hundred percent. Like I said, this is my actually. I lied. This is my actual fourth podcast. So the first podcast I ever did was a basketball podcast, and yes, that was the one I actually got to do with a person uh, in person that we recorded it in my room, and that's definitely a, a different experience. Something that to this day I was like, man, it'd be so cool if I just had like a friend that lived nearby and was able to just come and record this stuff with me, or or, or co-host, or, or do something. Because most of the time, I've I would say ninety eight percent of the time, except for that one basketball podcast that ran maybe like five episodes and then just we stopped doing it. Uh, yeah. 98% of all, all the other stuff I've recorded to has been over the internet with people that I've never actually met in, in real life, which is super cool. cool. Yeah. Yeah, it, yeah. It's very cool. I, I, it's one of my favorite experiences about doing, doing all this stuff. And like, I never got to meet you guys and, but sitting down with somebody in, in person, I, I think is a really, really cool experience. And, like, like you guys have said, I have had four. This is my fourth podcast now. The other three have have failed. It's it's okay. My life didn't end because my projects <laughs> failed. Like it's it's it wasn't. I learned from them, and this show is really the culmination of everything I've learned over those last kind of three shows. And still, even when I launched episode zero and I said what I wanted this show to be, it has evolved drastically since then into something else that I never even knew. And it'll just happen, and you won't even realize it's happening because you'll be like, oh, like I did this and I liked it, or now I'm gonna try this or try that. So. Yeah, don't ever don't ever be afraid to just man, cliche, but Nike, just do it, right? Just just do it. <laughs> Nike, please Add sponsor this podcast. Yeah. LeBron, yeah, please come on the podcast. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so. yeah start with the basketball podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll have to see if I can bring that back. I think that's gone forever. I, nobody will ever hear that ever. So sports podcasts man. are a unique beast. Yes. You want to hear truly, truly awful content not that the talking was awful but just the quality man <laughs> the first episodes of your very first thing you try are yeah. horrible no offense <laughs> no, I, anybody's I, just just starting off yeah. it's bad but it gets better i promise <laughs> well you know i mean that's a good point though that was literally what we were talking about the first bit of what you're doing is not going to be great like i cringe looking at some, like listening to some of those <laughs> early three brothers <laughs> on youtube yeah oh. that's all right it's there you know learning experience right you have to be comfortable for me myself, like deciding to embark on this on this solo journey, I had to get comfortable just 
when I do the solo episodes, just talking into a room, talking to myself. And that's in the back of your head. You're like, this is something that a crazy person does. But <laughs> you have to just really get over that and just be like, hey, I'm just going to talk into the microphone and just record stuff. It's OK. Nobody thinks you're crazy. My wife thinks I'm crazy, but she loves me. So she's allowed to think that. She um, to think that yeah. yeah. Nobody else hears you. It, it, like, it's totally fine. You don't have to feel embarrassed. And any mistakes you make, that's the beauty of editing. You just learn how to edit and you can fix all the yeah. stuff you don't like afterwards and nobody hears it and you don't have to worry about it yeah well and that's actually what i was talking so for one shout out to you for like recording solo episodes because i remember <laughs> talking to mike when we because we each kind of branched off a little bit and he does his quest along i do my gamer pass and right. i remember calling him up once i'm like this is just so weird staring at oh yeah a, a some form of like outline and just talking to a microphone by myself like it that is it is an art that takes a while to get used to it's very strange. <laughs> I'm going to toot your horn, though. You're very, very good at it. Ugh, you guys can't compliment me. I don't like that. <laughs> I think my first episode I ever listened to you was your Pokemon Gen ranking. Oh, Gen boy. One. I love that episode, dude. It's so good. That was oh, just one where I was just Gen. like, that, dude, that. Okay, so here's another funny thing, too. Uh, another important lesson. Doing things out of desperation sometimes works because I did that episode out of pure desperation. I was like, Fuck, my episode's due in two days. I haven't done anything. <laughs> what can I do? And I just saw the Pokemon. I'm like, tier list. People love tier list. What if I just rank all the Pokemon, all 150 of them? Like, let's go. So, awesome. and, and sometimes, yeah, sometimes something you think is like a complete throwaway or like ends up being something that people really love. So you don't, you don't really know. I just, I recently did the, the music episode where I just had two hours of music. I talked about some of my favorite tracks from video game soundtracks. And then I had... Yeah, and then I had a bunch of people, I think you guys too, submit uh I don't think music. we submitted for that Did one, but uh, submitted? we submitted a question for something else. I saw okay. the note and I was like, oh, I should respond then, but I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> it was very, again, that was another one where it was like, I have an episode due in two days. What can I do? So I put out a tweet at 9.45 at night. It was like, give me video game sound sound songs like give it to me right you got now a and a lot of responses for that which was super cool i did i was i was like this episode could be 45 minutes and it's like almost two hours <laughs> so. no, no man you should you should definitely be proud you have like just based on like what we've been kind of paying attention you have a very very dedicated group of people who are following you <laughs> and it's it, it, listen anyone in this scene knows it like when you put out a tweet getting like more than five likes one or two retweets outside of like each other like that can be a challenge sometimes especially to get oh, yeah. people to comment and respond so like you got something going there that's really impressive it, it I, oh, man i get my dopamine hit when i see the numbers go up it's great <laughs> no <laughs> well, trust kidding. me we, we all watch the stats too right like, the down, like you release a download and you're just like okay come on <laughs> right refresh more refresh yeah. more i need i need the juices in my brain to make me feel good please but um yeah, no, thank you guys. I, I appreciate I appreciate the nice words. And uh, yeah, that's, that's kind of been my whole mantra doing this thing too, where it's like, I know I love it when people like my stuff and comment. So I try to comment and like on other people's stuff. So just kind of pass along, pass yes. the buck. And that's something that I found to be very important. I don't have the yeah. time. It's to, always funny because you get an interesting mix between me and Mike because obviously we both control the Bits of Time podcast. Right. Well, I never knew who I'm going to talk to. So yeah. <laughs> uh, I will say this to clear up anything for anyone who on the Discord side, that's 100% me in that group. I know there's a lot of podcasters <laughs> in there. But on, it, it's so funny, though, because there's so many times on Twitter, I will forget I'm on the Bits of Time one and I'll make a comment. I'm like, oh, wait a second. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, my favorite. Uh, this is a looking behind the curtain moment. Uh, when I, I like you said, I was on that 
Tales from the Backlog with Dave and we did Parasite yes. Eve. And we were talking about that on Instagram in the DM. And he's like, you're going to like this game. It's really, you know, it's a JRPG, whatever. And I was like, yeah, cool. And he's like, wait, who am I talking to? <laughs> he's like, it's not that long, but who am I talking to? <laughs> I got to be sure that the right person will like this game. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, because that would have been like, if all of a sudden, suddenly I'm like, Mike's like, hey, you got an interview with Dave coming up. And I'm like, wait, what? On what? Parasite Eve? We flip that one on and it's just like. Yeah, I've never played this. <laughs> I mem- remember when I first asked you to come on the show, I was just like, is this Michael or is this like, I got to double check and be sure. And then I think it was confusing. I think literally today. So my operating assumption is I messaged you guys on Instagram that I was mostly talking to Michael on Instagram. And I, then, won't, I literally am never on the Instagram. So that's 100% okay. him. Safe. But I panicked a little bit because like a couple hours before we were recording, Larry, I think you sent me a message on Twitter asking yep. about Zencaster. And I was like, shit, who have I been talking to this whole time? <laughs> yeah, no, so that, that's the general disconnect where me and Mike were not uh, communicating at that point. So I'm like, yeah, yeah. I just had heard that we're so, there was supposed to be a link or something. And I'm like, I don't see a link. What's going on? Yeah, I'm terrible at providing no, no, a link no, until no, the last you, you minute. So. More than, no, 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 you were fine. You sent it in plenty of time. Which, thank you guys. Normally, when we record, like people, I'd be like, okay, it's at seven. Here's the link for the room, whatever. And normally, people don't come until like 7.05. I normally build in like five minutes for people to like show up. But I'm like rolling up here doing my mic test, and I hear you guys as I'm like 6.55. I'm like, oh, you guys are already here. That's very unusual. No one that does podcasts are ever on time. Well, you missed it, though. We actually because we'd never done it before and we were like man if he's just sitting in the back because i didn't know how this worked i didn't know you could tell <laughs> we literally at like 6 35 hopped on and we're just saying random stuff like singing into the mic and we're like man if he's listening this is gonna be nuts <laughs> i've recorded it all for the like, for the blooper section no there worries <laughs> that's funny Yeah, thank you guys so much. I think we've covered pretty much what I wanted to cover uh, in regards to your guys' show. Uh, just to kind of jump into the last couple questions here on my outline, I like to just talk about purely video game stuff since it's the story of video games and the people who play them. So uh, do you guys have any specific games where you're like, hey, like these are my favorite games of all times. They're really formative, memorable experiences for you guys. Yeah. Uh, oh, I mean, there's that's a, it's so hard. I, I have I tend to categorize games like once a game hits like an 11 out of 11 for me, I don't don't shake your head. I, I hate the 10 out of 10 scale. So I'm always <laughs> one above. Uh, yeah, crank it up to 11. <laughs> yeah. But regardless, like once a game hits that threshold, it's really hard for me to kind of go around and compare the games. Uh, right. But like so, for instance, I wrote like a couple different games like Starcraft Brood War was just unbelievably just. Uh, that was a game that like was my childhood. I played so much of that. I that kind of introduced me to a whole nother world. I kind of grew up in the uh, Blizzard chat room back in the day. Oh, you know, you learned a lot of stuff about that. Uh, yep. <laughs> and, yeah. 
Yeah, but uh, and then I mean, obviously, you know, everyone the running joke like Rocket League's a game that I just I enjoy. Uh, yeah. I I also I connected with my younger brother Kevin over Red Dead Redemption Two recently. Uh, That's cool. I think there's like the gameplay. You can argue it's not like fantastic, but Arthur Morgan's story itself, like that, is a good story. I was impressed that Rockstar could pull something like that off. So, you know, I was definitely impressed with that one. Well, I love too many things, so this is going to be hard. <laughs> but obviously from season one, Bowser's Fury, Zelda Minish Cap, and 13 Sentinels are definitely top tier games for me. Oh, I yes. talk about 13 Sentinels. Yeah, that was another one of those games that I would have never played. And now, I, I, yeah, I'm very eager to keep playing it. Yeah, it's, Mega Man it's Legends. On my, it's on my list specifically Ooh. because of you guys. So specifically, <laughs> uh, Halo 1 will always have a special Ooh. place in my heart. Oh, my gosh. So uh, good. We'll talk about that more in a second. (laughs) 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 Just because I get to play with my brothers and all my best friends. And growing up, I would hang out with Larry's friends. Kevin would hang out with my friends. And he would bring his in as well, our little brother. And we all played Halo together. Like all those people. And so it was how we got into the Xbox ecosystem. And we played that game so much. It was ridiculous. (laughs) It was legitimately a phenomenon. Like It it was. was. And I wish... I would sometimes capture that essence. We do a little bit on the show where we don't care about beating the game. We're just going to mess around with it for a little bit if we play it side by side or something. But right. I wish I could go back into land party mode. Okay. Okay. So just you, you have a question. You talk, you talked about like what influenced our childhood. You brought up too much Halo. So we'll just talk about that. Like Halo sure. legitimately was, I'll never forget. I'm like, I'm curious if you still remember this. Uh, I went over to a buddy of mine's oh, yeah. house. I know exactly what story you're talking about, but go for it. <laughs> so, I went over to a buddy of mine's house, and we didn't have an Xbox at the time. So his parents got him an Xbox, and he's like, in school, he's like, you got to come over and try out this game that I got. And I was like, okay, sure. And so get get home from school. I walk over there, and he shows me Halo. And I play only two maps. I play Sidewinder, which is the snow level, yep. and then I play boarding action. I always want to call it ship to ship, but boarding action. Yeah, And I'm literally looking around. There is nothing like that in video games at that time. I was like, what the hell is this? This is unbelievable. And I'll never forget. It. I walked home and I went over to Mike and I'm like, Mike, we have to sell our PlayStation. <laughs> like, we got to buy an Xbox. And he was like, what? And so the next day after you school, took me over I took him over there. I'm like, you're going to play. And he comes back. He's like, okay, we're going to sell our PlayStation. <laughs> I mean, this sold 100%. Yeah. And so then it just became like the Halo. Like, And again, kids nowadays, I understand this makes us sound old, but like, <laughs> I guess we are. You just don't understand what the process, because, you know, a lot of us didn't have cell phones back then yet. And so right. it was the LAN parties. We were sitting there like at school Friday. You'd be like, okay. Who needs to bring how many we need four TVs over at this person's house? Can you guys right. bring one? Can you bring one? We're gonna lug those over. We're gonna lug the councils over. We gotta make sure we have cables. Who's buying the pizza? And from like four o'clock Friday afternoon till about seven o'clock in the morning, uh, Saturday, you know, you're just playing games constantly. Yes. On Halo. It was so much fun. I, I like those are really, really memorable days. It's amazing what technology has done. But I remember a lot of that because of how crazy it was. And I like we had three levels to our house, and we'd have a cable going from the basement all the way up to our top That's floor. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> like and I was—I forgot that was also the back in the day when you would do the the screen cheating, oh, right? Yeah, like the we would literally, <laughs> so you would build because you know 
you had split screen on the TV. And if you were playing a competitive game, you didn't want like your older or younger brother looking at where you're aiming. And so we would build like these like pillows and we get a cardboard box <laughs> and uh, attach it to the middle of the screen. So like one person would sit in a chair above it and the one person would be laying on the floor underneath. So you couldn't cheat. Uh, it's like, oh, that's so good. Man. It was so much fun. Yeah. I don't know how many hours we waste on that. But I wouldn't call it waste because those are some of my favorite memories I've ever had gaming. Oh, yeah. And, oh, my gosh. Obviously, I love my Mario games, too. Uh, definitely Super Mario World. Actually, we have to go back where we started because Mario is a big influence. So our dad got us an NES. That was our first console. So and, cool. And playing Mario, the first one was like, all right, I, this is crazy. This is awesome. <laughs> right. <laughs> and he introduced <laughs> us to... I think like maybe the third or fourth game I ever played in my life was this game called conflict and it's a strategy RPG on the NES. And that's, it's just a weird connection. I remember exactly his cabinet. They had, he had like this yeah, uh, yeah. looking cabinet and we'd go in there and see the box. I was like, this is super cool, dad, let's play it. And he was <laughs> Aerobiz. Aerobiz. Oh. super Nintendo a little bit later, but yeah. oh my gosh. So I, our dad actually introduced us to a lot of games. We obviously we'd play the sports games with him. But yeah, Aerobiz, so would, if you've never heard of Aerobiz, it is a <laughs> airport simulator game. Oh my goodness. <laughs> and it holds up. <laughs> Dude, it, That's it's amazing. so much fun. It's so much fun. <laughs> so yeah, That's we got crazy. an array of influence from our dad and then, you know, my mom or our mom, sorry. It's not just my mom. <laughs> <laughs> well, she, you can have her for today. <laughs> we we uh, tried playing Goldeneye with her when that was up. Captain on the N64, our dad tried the controller. It's So we've all kind of grown up gaming together. And it That's started cool. with Mario on the NES. Well, and then you remember, like, I remember the Mario Kart days. I still, to this day, cannot think of Mario Kart 64 without thinking about Fritos, Doritos, and Cheetos. <laughs> <laughs> and Super Mario 64. Oh, Super Mario 64, sorry. It, it, literally, we all would, like, after school, it was like, I always, which is probably why I, I hate Fritos nowadays. But I would always eat Fritos <laughs> and, like, have a soda. Mike would always do Cheetos and our youngest brother would do Dorito. I don't know why we would do that. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I have, man. I have a memory of eating those in the you know, the game room basement yeah. spot. And, and I was like playing the Super Mario. I actually think we rented the system at the time because you could do that from Hollywood video blockbusters and watching Larry play the Lagoon level. Super yeah. yeah. Oh. Ness. Nessie. Yeah, well, Nessie. Yeah, I don't know. What that monster, well, yeah, yeah, whatever that is called. <laughs> I also have another memory. So our dad in our basement that by the way i just paused just i'm just letting you know right now and you're getting a feel for this this is what happens to us during the podcast like you literally asked us a question and as soon as you bring up anything memory-based michael literally goes berserk (laughs) (laughs) this is literally the whole premise of the show so please continue (laughs) so we used to take out trips out west uh every summer with our dad and our uncle um, he's still living in chicago and so we would just try and keep going further and further west. But uh, Kevin and I, <laughs> one night, I don't know where you were, Larry. You're probably at a friend's house. We were playing Super Mario Kart uh, 6, no, not Super Mario Kart, Mario Kart 64. Mm-hmm. And I think our match on that, we were playing the skyscraper level, it was like 50 and like 120 matches. And my dad was in the oh other room God. making cassettes for our trips out west. And I remember him playing the song uh, Dr. Doctor by the Thompson Twins. I was like, Dad, what is that song? He's like, like that one? I'll put it on the cassette for a trip. And I was like, yes. And that's still one of my favorite songs ever. Probably it's got a connection with yeah. our dad, obviously. But So it's got an awesome video game connection, playing with my brother, and then also 
with my dad and he would make us cds all the way up until he was sick and we would listen to him and we'd share cds back and forth and i would always try and put one video game soundtrack down there i think one of the, <laughs> one of the ones i gave him was the the opening song from final fantasy 9 he really liked that one. Oh yeah oh that's so good you're just gonna be on a tangent spiral now but yeah um no that's that's super cool just to circle back on, on halo for a second i can relate because uh that one was huge i didn't get the opportunity to sell my PlayStation 2 and get it. But uh, <laughs> back in the... Well, it was an in, opportunity. It was yeah, like, yeah. dumb for us to do. Back in the day, uh, this would be like heading into like maybe six, junior high for me or like sixth grade or something like that. Uh, so I went to a uh, private religious school and was raised that way. And so I was, when I was younger, like really into like stuff at the church and stuff. And so every Friday night they had something called like teen youth group where like all the teens would go and like the church had a house where we could like hang out uh, play pool like they get pizzas and it just like kind of like hang out and it was really cool yeah, you and might be able to connect on that one because that was kind of my childhood for quite a while too yeah so uh and they let us like play video games as long as they were like okay like by the church standards you know no nothing too like fucking crazy um but they let us play halo at the church sponsored teen youth group so i was like well if jesus is cool with halo like that it's got to be a good game right like that was my logic so um okay that that literally has to be like the title of this episode. <laughs> If Jesus, Jesus is cool, cool with Halo. With Halo. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, this has to be okay. Cause even the pastor would like jump in and like play some, like play rounds with us. He'd get in the rotation. And I'll just be like, yo, this is like wild right now. This man is, like stands at the pulpit and talks about our sins every Sunday, but then is getting in here, like getting triple kills and stuff. Like it's absolutely <laughs> nuts. <laughs> oh, that's amazing, dude. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. That's so, it, hey, so if you want to know like why the Xbox was successful is because it had God on its side, clearly hundred <laughs> percent had, well, had master chief and God. So I don't know where oh, you can draw that connection. Dude, <laughs> right. I love that. that is awesome. That's awesome. No, so, it, but in um, general, like obviously Halo is just a special experience. Super yeah. Mario world. Oh Super yeah. Mario that was Super Mario Galaxy. First game I ever played was Super Mario world. Oh, um, nice. But yeah, I just now I'm just thinking about, like you said, like the moments of like where you're dividing the screen and, you know, running the wire up three layers <laughs> of house. And it's just like, yeah, you, not to sound old, but the kids won't ever understand. Like the kids no. hang out in Discord servers now and go to their own rooms and play with their friends that way. It's like you, there were like 14 of us in a basement at one time, like all hooking shit together yes. no, so we could play games together. Like that's how it was. And it, uh, I don't want to say that like it's a product of getting older, but it's just that that type of human interaction is was huge and is is missing and yeah, yeah I, I would, sim, si, no no keep, go keep going no, i was gonna say similar to the way that you learned in in the starcraft lobbies like i was forged in the modern warfare lobbies <laughs> of the things yeah. that people said to each other in in those lobbies was i learned what things meant that i didn't know at, at a young age so <laughs> yeah that, that was kind of the unique thing though about like the brood war battle net because they were legitimately it wasn't just lobbies it was they were chat rooms and there was right. just some it was a whole bunch of people figuring out a lot of weird stuff all at once and that was a strange time. i don't think i've ever told anybody this story one of those me and my friend on the chat room brood war pretend to be women and, oh, you, you told me that. Oh, I did yeah. tell you that. Oh, yeah. interesting. First, first time I ever role played in my life, and I decided I was like, I'm gonna arouse this man. Dude, I don't see, know. You were, <laughs> I bet you learned a lot of interesting oh, things yeah, from exactly. that experience. <laughs> <laughs> it's so 
the most you thing ever. <laughs> I don't know. He's getting awfully excited though, so I think you're doing it right. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I will say too is like a, an interesting tease. I, I don't know when I'm going to talk about this, but I did do a post just to kind of put this out into the ether. I actually just recently, and I've had about like a week and a half to think about this. I think I just beat about within the last week my favorite game of all time, and I'm not going to talk about it, so I apologize. Oh, but interesting. I'm going to try and see if I can sneak it on to uh, the season maybe three or four or something like that so we can talk about it with Mr. Well, obviously Michael. Obviously, we're going to talk about it in the game of the year then. Yeah, okay, that's a good point. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, yes January, soon, now, I will be talking about it. So. That's good because I wasn't going to wait till season three or four. That's unacceptable. So, <laughs> I, I'm in charge of the timeline for I'm in time in charge of the timeline for the show now. So, sweet. That's unfortunate. Yeah. Um, I approve. Yeah, this no, guys. Wow, thank you so much for sharing stories. I know I'm. Kind of, we're kind of at the end of the outline here. Um, hour and a half is really like the bread and butter zone where I like to, the show to be. So right, we hit that. We hit that perfectly. Uh, normally, what I like to do is uh, at the end here just give you guys time to, I say, shill whatever you like to shill. Pyramid schemes, multi level marketing schemes, <laughs> weird religious sex, like whatever you want to do. Um, just go for it. Yeah, I mean, it, we're pretty basic. So at least on Twitter, if you want to just follow the actual podcast itself, it's just at Bits of Time Media. Mm-hmm. Uh, individually, I'm at Matter of Larry. So it's M-A-T-T-E-R. He's at Matter of Michael. So we, we keep it pretty simple. Like, again, if you want to hear someone talking positively about video games, go to his Twitter. If you want to hear someone, <laughs> a, a crotchety old man, as I think you once so curmudgeon. Curmudgeon, yeah. Uh, you follow me. Uh, the YouTube, Instagram all those just bits of time it's pretty simple well if you want we can send you links if you want to attach anything but we don't have a lot i do think though my brother should chill his book oh you think so okay yes please tell us a little bit about that yeah i wrote a book it's called ayla a-y-l-a and you should be able to find the link on my twitter page but you can also search ayla burger b-e-r-g-e-r on amazon and it should pop up uh if you like shorter sci-fi that asks interesting questions about maybe a potential future that we could live in. Um, I think you'll like it. Uh, my pitch for it is uh, if you've seen the movie Her, that's about a guy who falls in love with an AI. It's okay. that with a splash of black mirror. And that's kind oh. of what you got. Okay. You, you have my attention now. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Uh, yeah. And about failures. Um, so I have like seven written books, but I only publish once I'm, very happy with it would be the right word for it. So I'm writing a lot more. I have a lot of different projects in the works and a lot of different genres. So hopefully next year I will have something else to share about that. (laughs) (laughs) I tried to get something out this year and it just, uh, I, well, one, we started a podcast and two, I've written so many different things and nothing has like come together yet. So, right. Well, when you do put more out, you're welcome to come back on the show and talk about it for sure. Cause I think that's, I've never, talk to anybody that's written a book before so that's incredibly awesome checking another one off the bucket list so thank you that's awesome there we go uh i'm gonna say this yeah i'll link all the descriptions for or all the social media stuff in the description of the episode for you guys and i also link uh the book in amazon as well which you should if you're listening to this show uh go and buy it or else like that's my threat to you uh, <laughs> i threaten my listeners all the time and people keep coming back to listen so i'm just assuming it's okay now uh but yeah like <laughs> yeah listen to bits of time Go and check out Michael's book. Uh, that's two things that you should do, and I will be watching. So definitely go and do it. But um, guys, thank you so much. This was this was 
awesome. It was great talking to you guys. It was everything I hoped it would be. And uh, Dave, if you're listening, suck it. I got both of the bits of time. You guys <laughs> on, so balls, yes, in you your <laughs> balls in your core, buddy. No, um, <laughs> but again, thank you guys so much for giving me a little bit of your time. I know it was busy. So thank you so much. No, thank you for having us. This yes. was fantastic. You're an awesome dude. Keep up the good rate. <laughs> Keep up the good work. We, we needed a Michael like words <laughs> screw up. <laughs> maybe I'll fix it in post. Maybe I'll fix it in post. We'll see. No, <laughs> so. Please don't. Please don't. <laughs> no, but thank you guys again, and to everybody listening, thank you so much for tuning in. And as always, we'll talk to you guys next time. <laughs>